Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to In Her Shoes. I'm Lindsay Peoples, and I'm editor-in-chief of The Cut. On this show, I get to talk to people that we love and admire, or some that we just find interesting. We'll explore how they found their path, what got in their way, and how they brought others along now that they've arrived. Tamara Mori Housley has been a household name since her rise to fame in the early 90s. She's an actress, producer, entrepreneur, and lifestyle expert who's truly done it all. From one of my personal favorites, Sister Sister, Disney Channel cult classics like Twitches, to her production deal with Hallmark and The Real, Tamira has remained at the top of her game. Her memoir, You Should Sit Down For This, is set to release in October, and it's a lighthearted exploration into intimate moments of Tamira's life and lessons learned from being in the public eye for years. We talked about starting over, the importance of family, and how she manages to stay her best self despite the stressors of everyday life. Thank you so much for joining us, Tamara. Okay, so the show is called In Her Shoes. Um, so I have to ask, what kind of shoes are you wearing right now? Or what are your favorite pair of shoes and a story behind them? Okay, I am wearing Christian Louboutins right now. I know I'm in my house and usually people do Zoom. They're all dressed up like half up and then on the bottom sneakers <laughs> or yeah. or the bedroom slippers. For me, these shoes, same shoes that I wore on the reel, there's something about when you put on, even though they hurt your pinky toe, you feel very powerful. I just yeah. feel yeah. like, even though I'm not in a power suit, it gives me that same vibe. When I was taking photos at, or just doing you know, a show where you have a close-up and you don't need to have your shoes on, there's something yeah. that happens to your body language when you put certain shoes on. So that's actually yeah. an awesome question. I love that. Very chic. Also empowered. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Empowered. Absolutely. So we have to talk about Sister Sister first. I told you before, I've watched every episode. Such an iconic, cultural staple, especially for young black girls, just me so much to see you and your sister on the TV. What was that like to be so young on television and obviously have such a big responsibility at a young age? You know, in the beginning, it felt like a dream. I don't think it hit 
me, I can speak for myself, I think the same thing for my sister, but it didn't hit me that, whoa, this is a show on network television that is doing extremely well <laughs> until season three. I mean, it always was a dream to do a sitcom with my sister, to do a sitcom, but then to do one with your sister, it's just, right. I mean, that's very, very rare. And your twin at that, it was surreal. And once it started to, to sink in, that's when it became a little bit, I would say scary because we were doing so well. And I was so grateful for Jackie and Tim. We had great, I mean, they're legends, great supporters, great teachers. They taught us because we used to look at the ratings. You know, when you're doing well, there's this pressure to continue to stay right. on the top. And so I can remember being 16, 17, looking at the ratings, making sure, okay, people love it. I want to make sure they still love it. And Tim and Jackie, you know, they heard us talking about it. And they were like, you've got to let that go. You, mm -hmm. that, it's going to affect the fun of it. So as long as we stayed having fun, Tim said, this and my mom, I remember mom saying, this is going to end, you know, at one point. So just enjoy it. But Tim was like, enjoy this ride. At that point, he had done seven series. Yeah. And he knew the ebbs and flows of, of Hollywood. And that was my... It was crazy to say my first experience being well-known, being a celebrity, and it being very, very popular. And in Hollywood, that is true. You go, I mean, you have your hits, you don't work for a while. So right. in that moment, I learned to just let go, live in the present, and realize what a blessing and dream it was at that particular moment in, in time. Yeah. As you got older, was it hard to transition out of like the phase of teen stardom? And did you ever get that feeling that like I'm struggling of trying to establish myself again as a different person or outside of this character? Yes. 1,000%. Not 100. 1,000%. <laughs> I had already experienced being kind of like a local personality. My sister and I did commercials in clean Texas and mm -hmm. moving to Los Angeles, it was like, oh, who are you? So I'd already experienced a little bit of that. But what I learned at a very young age is that yes, you make friends in Hollywood with the producers, with directors, but as a whole, you are a commodity. You are a product. And once your time is up, there's no more birthday gifts from those people. And at a young age, I, I took it personally. I didn't understand right. it. You know, I was like, but wait, we don't get the birthday presents anymore. We don't get the calls any anymore. Well, that's because your time, Tamara, on that network, on the show, it's done. And then right. I realized because we were so successful at a young age, people kind of, throws us there. Right. And I would go on auditions and it was really hard for them to see my sister and I as young adults. And yes, there were some, some young, and I, I can see why they would do it. They would force themselves to grow up, force the world to see that I'm an adult now. 
But what happened was they grew up too fast in my eyes. And there were a lot of young actors who lost themselves in that. They let mm -hmm. the business define who they are. Right. And I, I can see how that can happen. But at the same time, my mom and my dad, our parents, again, we had a very great support system. Even T and I, we would help each other and say, listen, this business doesn't define who we are. Our character defines who we are. And we let ourselves grow up naturally. We went to college. We learned a little bit of life. And then when it was time, we got those roles. I can remember Tia getting the game. And I remember Melanie. Everybody loves Melanie. Damn. Love, love, <laughs> right? And what he did, which was awesome, because we are we are a team and, and we actually help each other. When people saw her as this young woman, and it was hard. They were like, who is that? What? And she's like, I've been an adult for some time. <laughs> Why are you yeah. so surprised? Uh, she helped us actually together. You know, people see like, oh my gosh, these these girls are, are women now. And then, then mm -hmm. I got, you know, my role, I got a show called Strong Medicine. I always wanted to play a doctor. I played Dr. Kayla, Kayla Thornton, and the work started to present itself. And we were so happy we didn't have to lose ourselves or become someone else get the role. Right. No, that's beautiful. I know that people ask this all the time, but I do have to ask about where are your thoughts on the reboot? Because I, I do think that there's such a love for nostalgia and this nostalgia reboots. Where's your head at on ever sister, sister coming back? Or do you feel like you've outgrown it? I personally will never outgrow sister, sister. Tamara Campbell is a part of me. I, yeah. I loved playing that character. She was my favorite characters to play, honestly, because I brought a lot of myself to the character. And as Tamara Campbell was growing, I was growing as a young woman. So it was really cool to look back and, and you know, see that growth, see that transition. But for us, I will say, we would love a Sister Sister reboot to happen. We have tried to make a Sister Sister reboot happen. We don't want anything that has to do with sister sister to be mediocre because it was such an iconic show it's now totally. been reversed right on netflix yeah. these young girls coming up to me saying how much rediscovering they it right rediscovering yeah. it with their parents which i'm so grateful for and it's such it's such a blessing we want to do it justice we want to make sure that it's right so if we don't do it it's because it, it's, it just wasn't meant to be. It didn't present itself in the way that we think sister, sister should be in the future. The last thing I want to hear is people go, oh, well, that was lame. <laughs> I would hate lame and sister, sister to be in, in the same sentence. So you have to be, you have to be careful. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally hear that. I'm going to hold out hope, but I totally hear that. Me too. Um, you know, I'm holding out hope with you, okay? <laughs> what happened? I want to talk about your memoir. You should sit down for this, which is going to hit shelves on October 4th. Let's just start with what made you want to write a memoir at this point in your life? I've always wanted to write a book the moment I was on the reel. 
when I did that show, especially the first couple of years, I mean, I was like a fish out of water. I had never done a sitcom, uh, I mean, a talk show. I've only, you know, acted. I didn't know what was involved in a talk show. Yeah. Yes, I was a guest on talk shows, but I was never a talk show host. And yeah, very different. Very different. And I thought it was just going to be the easiest thing in the world. And it was, it, there were some moments. It was very, you know, challenging. And, and the main thing was that, uh, okay, what do I talk about? Like, do, do I just lay it all out there? Um, how is it going to be received? At that moment in time, I realized that I had a voice. And not only did I have a voice, people wanted to hear it. They wanted to hear what I had to say. And that, I was just like, wow, I felt very humbled um, because I was like, oh, oh, my, my, my words matter. Oh, okay. What I said, my experience actually helped you. This is dope. This is, this is really, really cool. Why don't I write a book? But I didn't want it to be just anything. I wanted to sit and wait on it. I wanted it to marinate. And so the moment I turned 40, that's when I was like, hmm, that's when people start doing memoirs because <laughs> you yeah. actually have experienced some life, capital L-I-F-E. And I was finally comfortable being vulnerable because of doing the real and sharing my entire story. It was such a surreal experience because it was therapeutic. And there were times where the little child that I pushed down, you know, dealing with anxiety in relationships and the business all came back up again. So it's like, I was not expecting that. And I had to face it. And I had to speak, you know, my, my truth about it. And there is a part of me that's like, oh my gosh, I pretty much, you know, just gave you my all on, on this, you know, yeah. on book. And I have learned not everyone may receive your life, your truth, the way you want them to, but it's my truth. Yeah, and still yours. Yes. And I am okay with that. And I know now more than ever there are more people that are okay with it as well. So, yeah, I love that. I don't want to spoil the book, but I'm curious of what do you think people would be generally surprised by or excited by that you talk about in the book? My sex life. <laughs> oh, I love that. I know. I don't know why. And I wasn't expecting that. So now I'm going to... No, this is what's crazy. I I remember talking about my sex life on The Real, and I remember all the girls would just be like, what? Huh? You? <laughs> and I think there is this, I don't know, stereotype, because I grew up very spiritual, religious, Christian, that you can't love sex. And yeah. uh, I talk about the importance of it within marriage and all of that. I love that. I love that. No, I, I think it's probably because you've played roles that feel just very like, oh, she's my girlfriend, like girl next door. And so maybe, yeah, yeah. just the separation of 
character and actual person, but no, that's amazing. I'm very excited to hear your insights on this. I know you're also just in a place though in life where you're really focused on being joyful and positive and just like the best version of yourself. How have you dedicated yourself to living that way? And like, what, what does that look like in practice? It took me over 40 years to learn boundaries. Big one. Yes, it was a big one, especially when you are or were a people pleaser. And what I learned, learned, but this was crazy. It's like, even when you try to people please, they're going to be people that aren't happy and Mm -hmm. people please. And you forget yourself. You're the one that is, 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 is actually one that's dying inside. Exactly. So I learned that the hard way. And also I'm innately a very kind human being. Like I love people, Lindsay. I, I genuinely love people. That's why I love being on a talk show. And I'm genuinely curious about your life. I want to know about you. But in being that person, I have learned that people, take advantage of you. People get the wrong idea of who you are. People may think you're fake. There's so many things. And I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I have to set boundaries. I'm at peace and I am going to protect that peace at all costs. I am a mother. I'm an entrepreneur. I have a responsibility as a producer and I need peace to do all those things. Exactly. So I have to protect it. And the people for you, this is what I've learned, the people for you, when you set those boundaries, they're not gonna be like, oh. They're gonna be like, oh, okay, they're gonna respect it. And be like, girl, I get it, I get you. Right. And that's what I've learned. So the people in my circle right now, and I, you could still be a nice, amazing person to say this, you have to earn my trust, and you have mm-hmm. to earn my presence because I take my peace and my kindness and my love on loving people because I love people so serious. So yeah. that's why I'm in this space. That is the real. That is the real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the truth. <laughs> Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay authenticity guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.
I remember when I was watching you on the reel, I felt like there were just so many life lessons and, and gems that you would drop like like you just did. What did you personally learn from being on that show or, or what did you feel like were the growth points for you wow. in looking back? If I could go back in time, I wouldn't let other people's opinion of me affect my joy, my happiness, and the reality of who I am as right. a I think it's innate for us humans when you see 90 positive comments and you see that one, and it's so ludicrous, like, Tamara, you look like a man. I know I don't look like a man. But I'll sit there and I'll be like, why did that person say I look like a man? I didn't do anything to that person. I So <laughs> I feel like I have learned the power of not making an agreement with other people's opinions mm -hmm. and not letting it, you know, affect your joy, your, your happiness. And I think what you know, it was, is I just didn't know. Like, again, I didn't know that when you're doing a talk show, like I was used to people maybe using a microscope and criticizing my character on a right. movie or a show, but not who I am as a person. And who I am as a person, I take that more seriously than anything. My mm -hmm. character and who I am, I am not perfect. No one is. However, I like to learn and be a better person daily, you know? Yeah. So when I would hear comments about who I am as an individual that were so hurtful and mean, I would give that power, if I'm honest. And it wasn't just me. All the girls went through it. And all people do on talk shows. You have to gain, like, just a thick skin and be confident in who you are and in your truth. Yeah, I hear that. What would you say have been the lessons of being a mom and maintaining, you know, such a, a busy life and a busy schedule, but also just maintaining your identity as a woman and creative? And what have you learned throughout the process of finding your way in that? Self-care is insane. That is the main thing that I have learned. I naturally, because I, like I said, I was, you know, people pleaser. I would always take care of others first. Like I am making sure everyone is okay to the point where I neglect my needs. And it took me again a while to, to learn that when actually, when you love yourself, meaning if you're tired, give yourself that time to take that nap, even if it's a power nap. If you need to watch your favorite show just to feel good, do things that make you happy. It's okay to do that. It's not perfect, but I noticed I would have a little bit, a little bit more patience. And then also I, I learned that I was a control freak. When you are a mother, you can't control anything. You can teach your children boundaries, give them guidance. But I can't control who Aiden and Araya are going to be. I can support, I can teach, I can love, I can guide, 
but I've got to let that go. And there are a lot of things that, you know, be like, I finally got a hold on this. And then they go and they do something else. And then you got to learn and figure this out. So I've learned to kind of like, just let go. You know, I'm actually, I'm an army brat. So my house is very clean most of the time. But then there are times where you just got to, you know what? It's not going to happen today. It is just not going to happen today. There's going to be dishes. There's going to be, because I need things to be clean for clarity. You know, it, it, I need it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there was some days where I just had to let go. So I've learned to to let go and enjoy the process. Like we're all learning. I learn from my children. My children learn from me. I learn from yeah. my husband. My husband learns from me. Would you ever let your kids be part of showbiz in Hollywood? I always am curious about this because especially since you were in at such a young age, but I mean, but you had your sister with you, so you weren't on your own, but would you be opposed to that? Or do you think it's very different? Because I mean, obviously culturally, we're just in such a different time with TikTok and social media and all of that. What do you think? <laughs> I know, right? I feel like it's interesting you say that because I was just talking about this with a friend. Social media could be very toxic. And Hollywood could be very toxic. So I feel like wherever you go, it could be toxic. <laughs> so it's all about that support system. And the one thing I would make sure, though, if they wanted to do it, they would have to do it for the right reason. So I would mm-hmm. quiz Why do you want to do this? You want to do this because you want to post a picture and have a million likes? Do you want to have a Ferrari? Do you want to have all these, you know, girlfriends? Why do you want to do this? And if it's a passion, because that is, I feel like that is what has truly kept me in the game. And kind of other than my faith in God, I talk about, you know, all the time. Um, It is the passion for the field. It is the passion for the arts. I love what I do. I sometimes don't like what comes along with it, meaning Mm -hmm. the reviews and all of that, where you're like, oh oh my God, I got to do all the ratings. But I've learned to adjust, but I love it. I love what I do. I love to act. I I equate it with, I feel like I'm flying. I feel like it's like soaring when I'm in a really good scene and I'm vibing with the actress or vibing with the actor and we're being creative. It's creative Mm -hmm. arts. Yeah. If it's a passion, I would never tell my children not to do something that they're truly, truly, truly passionate about, and they feel that it won't hurt them in the long run. I feel like they have a great support uh, support system, so I will be fine if it's what they truly want to do. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. I also want to talk about your partnership with Hallmark. When we've kind of talked about this before, you're definitely in a season of being really selective about the things that you're spending your time on and wanted to just start out and chat about why this partnership was so important to you and the kind of work that you wanted to make in conjunction with them. People usually always say, you know, she's so nice. She's so spiritual. She's so this, she's so that, which is it's it's, yes, but it's actually just it's, it's who I am. Like, this is how I was born. It's it, people always say, you know, when I was growing up, people meeting my brother, my sister, we still talk about this. She's such a goody two shoes. Why is she such a goody, you know, two shoes? I'm really not such a goody two shoes. However, compared to other people, maybe I am. I don't, I don't right. know. 
It's just not innately that way. I would try to get in trouble so badly, like in school. And then the one time I would do one time, I'm like, I just want to be bad. I just want to be bad just once. Yo, I would get it bad. Like I put gum underneath the teacher. See, I did it. The entire class was like, she did it. And I was like, what the hell? How come when I just, I just one time, one time I had to pick up, I got in trouble. I was grounded, whatever. But anyways, I say all that to say, Hallmark, I feel, is like if I were a network, you know, they're all about family. <laughs> they're all about love, romance. The only thing is, is I remember in the past, I would see these stories and I'm like, I don't see myself. <laughs> I, right. I love what Hallmark represents, the message that they're putting across, but I didn't see myself in the stories. So... I was very grateful, very honored that I partnered with Hallmark and they gave me the pass to produce and tell stories about faith in yourself, love, about a mother who was divorced or had a job but had a kid, neglected that job and then wanted to come back. I mean, they're amazing stories of, of faith and of hope. And I am so happy that Hallmark is moving in a direction where everybody can feel seen. So yeah. I, I'm so grateful. I just uh, found out that I'm doing another Christmas film for oh, them. exciting. And yes, I just found that. I'm so happy. I have to admit that I'm the person that watches Christmas movies very early in the year. You're that person? I am. I love watching Christmas because I do feel like, especially here in New York, the heat gets so extreme that you're happy that it's nice for a little while, but then you're like, okay, now I am a little ready Bloody. for fall and ready to be cozy. Also, I'm just from the Midwest, so I do, I love a, a snowy Christmas kind of vibe, but I definitely started the other day watching some Christmas. <laughs> I have to tell you, as an actress, we usually shoot our Christmas films in the heat. And while I was doing yeah. that, I was like, there's just something about putting a scarf on and like putting a coat, even though you're sweating, you just feel all warm. But it's just like, oh, so I get it. I get it. I'm literally experiencing Christmas in July when I shoot I these that. films. So you're not alone. I totally get it. And I'm so excited to go get hot <laughs> uh, doing a Christmas film. I just, I love them. Love them too. Um, mm -hmm. So yes, we have to talk about why this film, why this project? Well, this is one of the films that I was very honored. I was asked to do the lead. And this story is about three girls who go on a trip thinking it's going to be like Freak Nick. Uh, but it's not. <laughs> they end up going on the wrong retreat where it's, it's mostly about, you know, rediscovering themselves. There's such a beautiful, I don't want to give it away, but there's such a beautiful message in, mm -hmm. in this film. I will tell you the one thing it's about is not living for others. Even though you want to take care of them, you love them, you love them, but ultimately this is your life, your time, your journey, your body, and you have to do what's right for you. And that is what this film is about. 
And what's cool is you have three amazing actors, Lindy Greenwood, Crystal Joy Brown, and Brad. For some reason, it was the easiest. It worked. The chemistry was just so, it was like butter. It was so awesome. And to have that permission to just create and have fun was, it was such a blessing. It was really cool. I'm so excited to see it. Thank you. I love it. It's so good. Um, okay. So what's next on your bucket list or things that you're excited about? It's so funny because I always start the season like, Hmm, what am I going to do? And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, what's next on the list? All right. I'm saying it here. Let's put it out there. Yeah. I need to do another sitcom. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. I love making people laugh. I, I want to do it. I love that. That, that is what we're going to put out there. Do you hear that? Yard? Yeah, that is <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to do. So we, we shall see if it's in the cards for me, but I miss it. I, I miss, there's a joy that comes when making people laugh. You literally yeah. you have fun. I will, I, I'm also voting for that. I would, I would love that. And we need more, we need more joy. So I would love to see that. In these days. Yeah. So I would, I would love, I would love, 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 love to do it. So. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for, for doing this. I so appreciate it. It was so wonderful to chat with you. Same here. You're amazing. Thank you for making it easy. In Her Shoes is hosted by me, Lindsay Peoples. This episode was produced by Mona Hassan. Our engineer is Brandon McFarlane and our executive producer is Hannah Rosen. The Cut is made possible by the excellent team at New York Magazine. Subscribe today at thecut.com slash subscribe. I'm Lindsay Peoples and thank you so much for listening. Support for this episode has come from eBay. You know real when you feel it. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you don't have to wonder. You know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be checked by experts and verified authentic. Maybe it's a designer handbag, sneakers that pop, jewelry that shines as bright as you do. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.